Patricia is a senior at Florida International University, majoring in interdisciplinary engineering with a manufacturing engineering concentration. Patricia is the founder of College Thrifts. College Thrifts is an inclusive peer-to-peer -peer platform for students and alumni to buy and sell their gently used college-branded items and network amongst users. In addition to creating these more inclusive and connected college campuses, College Thrifts is also supporting three United Nations Sustainable Development Goals focused on sustainable communities and responsible consumption. In this episode, we talk about College Thrifts' founding story, Patricia's career journey, her entrepreneurship experience, and advice she has for aspiring entrepreneurs. Welcome, Patricia, to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Where are you calling from? Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. I'm currently calling from my home in Miami, Florida, where I was born and raised. Cool. So let's start off with the question of the day, which is how did College Thrifts start? Sure. So College Thrifts started on pretty much as I was on my journey to get a PhD. So I'm currently an undergrad. I'm a senior now. And throughout my time at the undergraduate level, I thought I wanted to get a PhD. So I did a lot of undergraduate research when I was um, in high school. So my junior and senior year, it started off doing research at the University of Miami uh, that went off to Worcester Polytechnic Institute, a small engineering school in Worcester, Massachusetts, um, then went to MIT and to Berkeley. And I, in these different experiences that I was having at these different schools, I always wanted to buy some gear to take home back home. Um, and when I'd walk into all these bookstores, I noticed that everything was super expensive. And as a college student, I didn't have the money to spend $60 on a sweatshirt or $50 on some sweatpants. And I decided, okay, there's no solution out there that's tackling this issue of high price college gear. So I'm going to work on this. Um, so then pretty much I started to see how I could be sustainable about it and started to see if I could find students who were willing to sell their college gear and myself selling my own college gear from schools I, I wasn't attending anymore. Um, and that's pretty much how it started. So just uh, identifying this need that I knew that I wasn't the only one that had and trying to see how I can innovate and start something in this space. Yeah, so what spurred your decision to uh, major in interdisciplinary engineering and choosing the university that you're attending now? And was entrepreneurship always something that like, you wanted to do before you entered college? Did you discover it during college? Yeah, so I started school at Florida International University as a mechanical engineering student. Uh, out of high school, my plan was not to come to FIU. I had a full ride to go to George Washington University in D.C., but due to some family complications, I decided that it'd be best for me to stay close to home. So when I started at FIU as a mechanical engineering student, I had continued on this research path. So I did a, the research internship at Worcester Polytechnic, then went on to MIT, and then at Berkeley. And the summer experience I had at Berkeley was so transformative. I think being in the Bay Area, you get exposed to all the possibilities that lie at the intersection of engineering, tech, and business. And that was something that I hadn't been exposed to, uh, I guess, living in Miami and through my traditional degree. So when I was at Berkeley, 
I came across Berkeley's Management, Entrepreneurship, and Technology program in which you get that combination of your business background as well as your engineering background. I remember thinking, it'd be so amazing if my school had something like this. And it just so happened when I returned to school in the fall after my time at Berkeley, FIU had just launched this new interdisciplinary engineering program, which was essentially at the intersection of engineering, business, and tech. And I decided then that the timing could have not been more perfect, and this was the time for me to to make that switch. And as per entrepreneurship, it was something that I guess I found within myself during college. Uh, I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs or or business owners, and nor engineers. Um, So I think being in college and identifying this problem that I wanted to find the solution for kind of sparked this entrepreneurial spirit within me. And then being in the Bay Area gave me that optimal springboard to take this to the next level. Yeah, so with college gear and knowing that that was the problem that you're facing and that you wanted to solve, was sustainability and sustainable fashion something that you were interested in before or did that come up while you wanted to focus on college gear specifically? No, not at all. So I'd always been an avid thrift shopper. Um, and I would say before it started to become trendy, I remember when I was in high school, um, I had bought this. It happened also to be a college item. I was maybe a junior in high school. Um, I had bought this University of Miami sweatshirt. Um, and I, I loved it so much. And I remember telling someone in high school, uh, this was thrifted or I got this at the good one. People would give me these weird stares like, oh, you're buying something that's used that belonged to somebody else. Like here in my family, it's always been, if we can be sustainable, then why not, right? Um so I, I did grow up going, going thrifting and going to the Goodwill um, because it was affordable and I was being sustainable in that sense. Um, but it seemed to me like, I guess now looking back at it, I had always been practicing sustainability even before college thrift started. But I guess right now through college thrifts, it's given me a platform to share this with other college students who maybe haven't looked into thrifting or, or looked into how sustainable living can impact their lives and pretty much also like be killing two birds within stone. So you're, you're being more sustainable and it's usually more affordable. Um, so pretty much college thrifts has just been, I would say the combination of my love for collegiate gear and the whole college experience combined with sustainability and thinking about the future as opposed to just thinking in the moment and supporting fast fashion and buying something for the sake of just buying it to wear it once. Yeah, so what was it like growing college thrifts and did you come across any challenges and how did you overcome them? Yeah, so I guess a little backstory as to how college thrifts started. So once I had already committed to coming to FIU, I my plan, I guess throughout school, my University of Miami is a, a big school here in Miami, but it's a private school and um, it's not affordable for a lot of students, but everyone loves UM here. So I, growing up, like I mentioned, I had a lot of gear from the University of Miami and I started to realize like, I can't wear this University of Miami gear to FIU. We're somewhat rival schools, So it's very frowned upon to wear another college's gear on campus. So I decided that I needed to get rid of this gear and I had just moved back home, um, from living on campus. I lived on campus my first two years and 
I needed to start to get rid of some stuff. So I started with all the University of Miami gear I had in my, my closet. So I created the College Thrifts page as a page to solely sell, sell my own college gear and specifically University of Miami gear. And that kind of took off. This was in May of 2019. So then from then on, I started to just sell the college gear I had in my in my closet. And a couple of people had started to send direct messages and ask, hey, can I sell my own gear? Or I have this and this I'd like to sell. Can College Thrifts help facilitate that process? And at the time I was like, hmm, I don't know if I'm ready to do that yet. I'm still trying to figure out how this works. I'm doing all this through Instagram. So I'd wanted to, or I kind of wanted to do things on my own before I started to be responsible for other people's gear. Um, so in May of 2020, um, when in the midst of the, the COVID-19 pandemic, I started to have a bit more time on my hands since I wasn't doing as much traveling that I do for school. And I decided, well, this is the perfect time to start letting people buy and sell on here. So for example, people have been started messaging me, oh, I have this gear from the University of Florida. Can I sell it on your page? And it started to, to grow from there. So right now it's been mainly Florida schools that have been selling, um, specifically the University of Florida, uh, Florida State University, and the University of Miami. And I did run into a couple of problems starting this off on an Instagram page. So for example, I learned the hard way that you can follow you can only follow a certain number of people within a time frame without getting blocked. Um, and you can only follow, I think it's 7,500 people on Instagram. And in order to follow more, you need to start to unfollow. So there were some limitations on the Instagram platform um, that I realized early on that started to limit my ability to grow on there. And right now I've been kind of working around it now that I wouldn't say I don't have to follow as much, but now that I've developed that follower base, I spend more time, um, focusing on, on marketing or, or advertising college thrifts on other social media platforms as opposed to just following um, a bunch of people blindly on the Instagram. Yeah, so was it kind of like your first time like building something from the ground up? Have you had experience with building websites or an app? Right, so I like to say that the, the research experiences I've had throughout undergrad somewhat prepared me for starting a venture I think in the research world um, and all the project I worked on it was kind of like so this is the topic that we're working on and you're responsible for this part of it so at Berkeley I was responsible for creating a, a pulse sensor to detect pressure changes in the radial artery and at WPI I was in charge of developing a, a testing method um, to test the integration of some cardiac scaffolds so it's almost like I'm being assigned this large project and it's a matter of okay let's see how I can use my different expertise to build something and before that I in terms of web development I maybe took a, a class in high school on it but it was nothing that I looked back on when I started college so definitely I had to learn a couple skills when it came to engineering entrepreneurship I guess within that sense I had to learn a lot of that so like uh, my target market, what what tools can I use to post across all these social media sites? How do you start a, a tech startup like this, which I didn't have the experience in as an engineering student or the traditional engineering student? Um, and yeah, so then throughout these experiences, I've been able to, I, I would say, grow 
um, not only as a, a tech, someone in the tech startup world, but as an individual as well, I've been able to realize how valuable an interdisciplinary engineering degree could be with the traditional engineering degree. I didn't have much flexibility. I was simply taking statics, dynamics, fluid mechanics courses with no, there was no way for me to take any of these business or engineering entrepreneurship courses. And I've been able to learn the value of an interdisciplinary engineering degree through the building of this platform. And as per the app development aspect of it, that's something that's still in the works. So my goal for College Thrifts is for it to launch in May of 2021 on the App Store, um, such that students can take advantage of that May 1st. I think it's commitment deadline. So I think all schools or all students have a, to commit to a certain school um, sometime in the spring. So I've been having to learn a lot of app development on my free time as well, which is also, I guess, some advice I, I'd give to uh, some aspiring entrepreneurs, which I wish I would have known early on in my entrepreneurial journey was you don't build an app overnight. And I spent so much time when I was at Berkeley trying to see how can I start building this app without even identifying what's my target market or who's going to be interested in this. And had I known this, I would have maybe been a little more far along in this journey. Um, but so far, the journey has been amazing. And I I think I wouldn't be where I am today if it were not for all the the obstacles I, I came about and definitely without all the people who told me this would not amount to anything. I definitely believe that a part of me pursuing this has been to prove a lot of these people wrong. And yeah, that's where it is now and how all these experiences have shaped what College Thrifts is today. Yeah, so let's talk more about the features that you're planning to or are in the works now, but I was wondering what inspired you to also add career opportunities and mentorship along with resale and just combining those. So we pride ourselves in being more than another resale app. So some of our competitors on the market are Poshmark and Mercari and Depop. Um, Through College Thrifts, we're tailoring specifically to the college market and we feel that there's a lack of opportunities that students don't know about. So for example, if I'm a student in college and I'm looking for an internship, maybe I, I go on LinkedIn and, and see hmm, what internships are available. Or I go to my uh, career office, career and talent development office at school. But it's almost like, how about this network network of students where these students from maybe other universities know of opportunities that you don't know about and being able to share this with one another, I think is extremely valuable. And we're also looking at it from the alumni perspective. So for example, if a college alumni is looking uh, to fill some internship positions at their, at their job or within the company that they're starting, I think that maybe they'd want to hire uh, students from their alma mater. And we want to leverage that, those connections and those, the, the willingness to help on behalf of these alumni. So that's where that pretty much stemmed from. And I knowing myself as a, a student in college, I love being able to connect with alumni because they were once in my shoes. And through this feature that we were looking to integrate, we're hoping that students would take advantage of that in addition to the sustainability aspect that our application, our platform um, would allow them to do. 
Yeah, so I noticed that you participated in a lot of pitches to fund college thrifts, and that's like so amazing. And I was wondering if you could share more about your experience at pitch competitions, when you knew the concept was ready, and any advice that you have for people who are terrified of pitching for the first time. I mean, it's very daunting. So I can definitely tell you that I was pitching the idea when it wasn't even ready. Um, I had, or I think my first official pitch competition was in May, you know, in March of 2020. I think it was that Friday that everyone went on lockdown because of COVID. So I've never actually pitched live the idea, um, but I think I have all the preparation I need based on all these pitch competitions. Um, but it started off pitching, I guess, in a, to a smaller crowd. So pitching at, um, at school. And then slowly but surely, I started to get involved with um, different accelerator and incubator programs where at the end of the term, we had to, to pitch the project. And I think starting small was what has somewhat given me that confidence that I need to pitch to some larger opportunities or in some larger spaces. Um, however, that's not to say that everything has been a success. I pitched at, I guess, one of the, a, a pretty big pitch competition. And a couple of the judges told me, um, I think this is more of a lifestyle brand, such that it doesn't have the potential to be anything too big. And it's, that when I heard that for the first time, someone say that about what I'd been working on for so long, it kind of hurt me. And I, I would definitely say at that point, I was like, "Is this even worth pursuing?" If people on people who are so well known in the startup space and the tech space are saying this about what I've worked so hard on, do I even continue with this? And that's when I started to realize, and this is something super valuable. I, I think the advice I got once was that no one's going to be as passionate about what you're doing as yourself. And I remind myself of that every day. So you're going to go to these comp pitch competitions and maybe you're not going to get first, second or third place, but it's remembering that and taking that mindset to the next pitch competition because there is someone out there and investors, all these different folks who believe in your idea just as much as you believe in it, but it's a matter of identifying those individuals. And I think now... I've pitched at, I don't think I can count them all, but I've pitched at a couple of pitch competitions um, since March. Um, and every time is a learning experience. Every time I hear someone say something new or, or propose something I hadn't thought about, I'm like, I would not have gained this knowledge had I not applied to this pitch competition. And usually it's, I'm competing against a lot of ventures that have been around for a couple of years. Um, it's pretty much just not letting yourself get discouraged. It's persevering and knowing that there will be another pitch competition and just taking the advice that you get from these and applying it to them, um, to those other pitch competitions. So um, I guess I'm, I can share, right, that since March, I've been able to raise a little over $20,000 from various pitch competitions, which has been exciting. It's exciting to know that in this short amount of time, there's other people who believe in the college thrift's mission and and want to be able to impact the way that we purchase collegiate gear and impact the lives of, of these college students around the United States and hopefully the globe. Um, but yeah, just pretty much applying to anything and everything that you see online. I one Another piece of advice that I got was you never want to do someone else's job for them. So let's let these pitch competitions you apply to tell you that you're not eligible. Do not count yourself out. 
because in that in doing that you're doing someone's job for them let them tell you that you're not qualified because you never know you may think i don't meet this one requirement but who knows maybe it's like we didn't get enough applicants for the specific pitch competition so we're willing to waive this one tiny a little requirement that we had yeah so moving on to more about the pandemic and how it has put a damper on things. I think one of the things that was brought to light as a result of the pandemic was just being more aware of consumption and, you know, shopping from smaller businesses and really aligning yourself with just the business goals that like align with you and your values. Do you think that trend will continue even post pandemic into a new normal or when things seem to be back to normal? Yeah, so definitely. I I think, I mean, especially Gen Z, it seems like they're a lot more aware when it comes to the, the area of sustainability. I I've noticed just analyzing the interactions on the the college service platform on, on Instagram, a lot of these students are so passionate about being able to upcycle this clothing and the impact that it's having on, on the environment. And this leads me to something else I'd hope to integrate into the, the soon to be app is this carbon footprint tracker. So you can see the positive impact that you're having on the world through this sustainable consumption. So let's say you've bought five items from college thrifts. You've been able to save this amount in water, or you've been able to decrease the number of carbon emissions through simply the upcycling of clothing, through not supporting fast fashion and buying something just for the sake of buying it to wear it once. So I think that definitely, I think once and if we return to uh, uh, normal, um, this is a practice that definitely college students have picked up on. And I think that's a big part of the mission of college thrifts, which is to allow these college students, and I say college students in high school seniors as well as they transition into college, to start learning about these sustainable practices now during this time that they're in college and then apply it once they're out of school, right? So buying collegiate gear and that's upcycled is not just meant for your time in college. Maybe after your time in college, you're not necessarily looking to buy collegiate gear, but it is definitely a a practice that should be continued on after these four or five years that you're in school. So maybe this does mean um, going thrift shopping. If, if you need to buy, let's say it's a blazer. I've done that plenty of times. If I have a job interview and I need to, to buy a blazer, I'll just go to my local thrift store and buy it there. So I don't need to buy a $100 blazer that I'm only going to wear once and it's just going to sit in my closet. So it's about establishing these practices now as a college student, which I would say that the COVID-19 pandemic has provided a light or provided some sort of platform for us to do this and then continuing that post-college life. Yeah, speaking of post-college life, what are the future plans for college thrifts? And do you plan on continuing post-graduation and like still being in that college lifestyle? Yeah, so you bring up a great, great question. So my mom... I don't know if it's because of the fact that we don't come from a, a family of entrepreneurs or, or business owners. She goes, you plan on stopping this after you graduate, right? You, This is something that you did during college, but after May, this is something that I, I assume you're not going to do anymore. And I'm like, why would you assume that? Um, so that is not my plan. I think after graduation, so I'll be graduating now in May, I 
have a, a couple of job offers at some tech companies, but I'm deciding whether to pursue these offers or go to graduate school. And I mentioned this because it, it is involved or it relates directly to some of these further college thrifts plans. So I've noticed that as a student, there have been so many doors that have opened for college thrifts. And I assume with any startup in general, just because you are a student, once you go into industry, some of those doors close. So for example, I'm highly considering going to graduate school so I can continue to leverage some of these resources um, that I've been able to take advantage of as a student and continue to grow college thrifts. Um, and in terms of the, the future, what I see college thrifts being in the, the next couple of years is definitely this transition from this Instagram prototype to this oh, independence. I don't want to say e-commerce app because that's somewhat limiting. As we start to roll out some of these features, I just want it to be its own app that it's encompassing of all the things that college students want and want in terms of sustainability, in terms of mentorship, and in terms of just making the college experience better through these, through the support of um, sustainability and specifically supporting four of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, which is something that we pride ourselves in. Um, so yeah, I still deciding grad school, going to industry, but just whatever I end up deciding, the plan is to continue college thrifts. And right now I'm actually in the, the process of bringing on four interns um, to help manage some of the, the college thrifts, uh, social media and some of our branding. So right now, so far, it's been a, a one person team, which has been a lot of work. Um, so I'm hoping, right, that these interns too, um, in the future will continue to kind of also be the face of college thrifts as well. So as my time in college comes to an end, there needs to be someone else who's the face of college thrifts. So these interns that are, are coming on board now are fairly new to the college environment. So I want people to think of college thrift as a platform made for college students by college students. So it's a matter of keeping up with the time. So as the older generation leaves, and for example, as my time is coming to an end, there's a new generation that is coming and will be the face of college thrifts in the, in the near future. Yes. So do you have any advice for aspiring entrepreneurs or current students? So definitely the, the big advice that I give is don't spend so much time trying to build a startup or a company overnight. It is not going to work. It's, it's a waste of time, I would say. I, I spent so much time trying to code an entire app of myself before starting to realize I do not have all the skills necessary to build an app. I'm a quote unquote tech founder. So I guess I, I have technical skills, but not all the necessary skills to to build an entire application in 24 hours. Um, so the advice I'd give is spend more time on fleshing out the idea and seeking resources as opposed to having the, the end product in mind. Like I knew from the beginning that the end product for college thrifts was its independent app, but I spent way too much time trying to do all the technical stuff and trying to become a, a, an app developer overnight. And it just almost, it's at some points it kind of, led to me getting a little frustrated and a little discouraged and just wondering, is this worth anything? I, I don't have the skills to do this, so how is this going to grow? And that, I think, is a toxic mindset to get into. You need to focus on fleshing out your idea, making sure that you know what your target market is, what your business model is like, what's your go-to market strategy, and then you can start focusing on more of those technical skills. 
And another piece of advice I would give is do not let anyone tell you that your idea does not have potential. I think at the end of the day, you make that decision, right? Whether you decide to pursue your startup idea, your business idea, that's something that only you can decide. Don't let someone tell you uh, this is a, a lifestyle brand. It's, 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 it's not going to amount to much. And within that scope, I believe that those people who, who I guess try to downplay what you're working on is also a source of inspiration and motivation. Whenever I, I see an article posted about college thrifts or I see the press that it gets, I'm like, wow, imagine if I would have stopped when that one person told me that it wouldn't amount to anything. And I think that that is truly powerful. Yes. Thank you so much, Patricia, for sharing your story and giving so so much valuable advice for aspiring entrepreneurs. Um, Yeah. So where can people find College Thrifts? Yeah. So our Instagram platform right now, you can find it at college underscore thrifts. Our website is www.collegethrifts.com. And on LinkedIn, College Thrifts as well. We're currently working on uh, furthering developing the other platforms. Um, TikTok especially, we're on there now um, at College Thrifts. And as per Twitter, same username. And yeah, 